All I ever wanted was destiny to be fulfilled. It is in my hands. I must not fail. I must not fail. Even through the darkest days, this fire burns always. Hello. Chicago, Chicago. There's a city that's inviting. It's a city that's inviting. It's a city for a pretty girl like me. It's a lake they call Lake Michigan. I think I'm really fitting. And the city is my cup of tea. Chicago, Chicago. Sweet home, <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> You're listening to the Dead Scene Kids podcast. My name is Hunter Camp. Um, I'm going by. Trina today because I am from Victorious and I'm looking to go to Chicago, Chicago. I'm um, also known as CM Horror Punk. <laughs> and my friend across the table from me is also known as CM Pop Punk Peter Parker. <laughs> this is the Dead Scene Kids podcast. It's a podcast where we talk about music and life and all sorts of wonderful things. This week, I'm just going to tell you ahead of time, we're going to talk about one of my favorite subjects on the face of the planet. It is a professional wrestler by the name of Danhausen. Danhausen, <laughs> Pepsi Man. It really is about Pepsi Man. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk about Danhausen during Dude, our, our. Do you season. think that we can get Danhausen on this podcast? I, I'm I'm hoping so. I'm gonna, <laughs> I want to try to get Warhorse and I want to try to get uh, Danhausen on the show. But today we're talking about uh, Phil Brooks, aka CM Punk. Uh, but we're gonna get to that in a little bit. Um, yes, I'm so excited Chicago. to talk about those. So, but Alden, before we do that. We have some other things that we want to talk about, like our sponsor. We don't have one, but it'd be nice if we did, so give us money. Um, this, so This sponsorship is from Offbeat Studios at 151 <laughs> Wesley Avenue. <laughs> that was That was great. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Beautiful Offbeat Studios at 151 Wesley Avenue in Jackson, Mississippi, in the Bellhaven area almost, sort of. Not really. Midtown. Uh, so, all then. Usually we do. Sometimes we do this in the podcast. Sometimes we do it at the beginning. Yeah, Who cares? Yeah, yeah, um, it. It's our podcast. It's we our do what we, we want. Do what the fuck we want. It's fine. Um, let's talk about what we've listened to this week. Okay. Do you have anything specific that you want to talk about? Because uh, I can. I'm, okay. So I while you look you... it up, I'm going to start talking about what I did. Yeah, absolutely. Um, That's exactly so what I want you to do. I love that. So more than anything, I've listened to Ellie and AJ's. A touch of the beat gets you out <laughs> on your feet and gets you out and then into the sun. It is an amazing album. I love it to death. It is my favorite album of the year. Uh, followed shortly by Sour by Olivia Rodrigo. And both of those are things to listen to this week. As well as, what did I add to my library? Um, let's see. Let's see what's in there. Uh, I added one in a million. Good job. Uh, Meet Me at the Altar put out a new record. I think I talked about that on the last episode. So that's pretty much it. <laughs> I listened to a bunch of Valley and AJ. That album is fantastic. 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 And then Friday morning, um, I wasn't feeling great. And then I decided, hey, what a great time to call out and not go to work. So I didn't go to work. <laughs> and I listened to uh, the first album or first song off of... AFI is Sing the Sorrow. It's called, I, I'm actually going to mispronounce this because I don't speak French or Latin or whatever. Uh, Miseria Cantar, uh, aka The Beginning. And then I listened to 
This Fire by Killswitch Engage, which is the, the song that you chose this morning or evening or whatever <laughs> time of day it is. I don't care. What time are you guys time listening to of, this? <laughs> whatever time you listen to this, this is what we this is what we did. Um, and then. Hey, hold on. First, hold on. Okay. Pause. Um, I, I noticed that um, that Boy Racer was an episode behind. Who? Boy Racer. Who? Boy Racer. Who? Boy Racer. Fuck. Boy Racer. <laughs> you guys heard it on this episode first. It was not me. <laughs> The funny thing about that, currently, uh, it's either going to happen tonight or Wednesday that either he is going to win a bet or I am going to win a bet. And I'm not ready to uh, say this yet, but this could be related to me telling the future again. So we're going to get to that. I'll let you guys know the next time we record. So you um, guys, you're saying fuckboy racer from no. the past? <laughs> yeah. It's like to yeah, the no, future? No, I'm, I think I'm going to win. I think I'm going to win this. Uh, yeah. And he's going to have to post something on Instagram that is going to prove my dominance over him in this field. So, I mean, your dominance is already over him. You're look, white. Oh, not that. <laughs> not that. But I saw that he was an episode behind. Yes. Um, and I just want to say fuck him for that. Good, good, <laughs> good, good, good. I good. found that I found out that also like uh like a guy that we follow named Jake listens to our podcast. Oh, that's cool. He also changed his name to CM Jake. He's CM. It was CM Jake. Yeah. So um, Alden, did you get your music up? Yeah. I okay. Did. Cool. What'd you listen to, buddy? <laughs> oh, I, and for the record, Alden did say on like the last episode, I think that uh, I was going to buy him a, a, an Aaliyah record for his birthday, and I have done so. He did that. I did do that. He did that. Yeah. I'm, I'm so thankful for Hunter. I'm, actually, I'm thankful for me, too. I actually talked about you at work today. Oh, that's sweet. It was really nice. Is that what you said you were thankful for? Sort of. Okay, I said that I was thankful <laughs> for myself. <laughs> and I was like, I'm really great, and this is something that you guys just have to realize. <laughs> I really, I really did. I really did. We did a thing where we said <laughs> up what we were thankful for at work today, and I said, "This is going to sound awful, but I'm really thankful for myself yeah. because I've been through a lot." And I'm not saying I did it by myself because I absolutely didn't. Bitch, you but, deserve. Yeah, but <laughs> but I don't think that a lot of people could get through what I've gotten through over the past six or seven years and been as good. And it's it's part, and we'll get to this later, but because it's it's relevant to what the topic of today is. Yeah. Um. But just know that I inspire me. <laughs> I'm with you. Yes. We're here. Yeah, absolutely. We're not gonna say anything, but we're here. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I am currently. I actually did not listen to it until today. Uh, which is Aaliyah's one in one yeah. in a million? Um, because I already I had already owned that of stuff. Course. I had already been listening to it. Absolutely. I was not in dire need of it. Um, but I did want to help keep it at number one. Sure. In America, which it is and an album that's twenty years old is number one in America. Absolutely, right now. and they're actually selling the CD also, like yeah. through like three ninety nine through yeah. Black Ground. Uh, Black Ground. Black Ground. Black Ground. Yeah. So they're they're selling it for three ninety nine. Yeah. So when to you make sure it's like go up. It's when almost, you buy it, you can actually get it for half off. Right. 
Uh, like when you buy the record, you can get the you right. can get the DLC for how yeah, long? Yeah, DLC. Um, DLC. Yeah, all, <laughs> it's, everything is a video game. It's a simulation. D- DL, DLCD. Yeah. <laughs> Downloadable compact disc. <laughs> um, so I've, I listened to that today. Um, mostly, honestly, I actually listened to Luther Vandross's uh, Never Too Much because it's the 40th anniversary of, oh. of Never Too Much. Yeah. And, dude, like... I don't know who it was. Somebody on Apple Music did a like a DJ set of yeah. like nothing but his stuff, and I was like, "Oh my god, this fucking playlist is dope!" Yeah. And so like I was listening to a lot of that. Um, Big Crit finally was able to put some of his mixtapes yeah. that he hadn't done. Right. He put those on Apple Music. He changed some instrumentals yeah, because, they, because like samples and yeah, stuff because the samples. I was yeah. expecting that, so I was like going through and like figuring mm-hmm. out which ones he did take down uh, and change the instrumentals on. Like one of them was one with like BJ the Chicago Kid that I listened to. Um, so it's better this way. It's my favorite mixtape by him. So I started listening to that. Um, Marky Bassey put out something. Um, Every time I die. Alden's excited. Yes. <laughs> yes, I'm very excited. They put out they put out uh that they're putting out an album called Radical. Very, 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 very excited. Um You know what's funny? Every time I die is also pseudo relevant to what I know, we're talking about. I know, too. I know. <laughs> so uh I've been listening to that and uh Ace Hashimoto, I think I talked about that on the last one. I think you did. I listened listened to a lot of that. Um, I'm getting on board with this weekend song before the fucking train leaves, dog. Yeah, you because did say that. I do yeah, I I, about once that. once the train gets too fast, I'm getting off. Because, I like trains. Because um because dude, that blinding light song, as much as I loved it when it came out, yeah. like they just wore it the I'm, hell out. You know out. what's crazy is that like normally I'm I'm definitely one of the people that just gets irritated by songs, but I really still like it. Song. Wore that dude, and I, and I talked about like how I felt about Bruno Mars and yeah, yeah, and yeah. Pac. Like that wore me out. Done over it. Right. Um, but I jumped on this new song, take my uh, take my breath, which is like like pseudo Daft Punk, but like if Daft Punk was eighty synth pop. Yeah, I heard it was it was very vaporwave still. It's very vaporwave. This is yeah. dope. Um, and I was like, yep, yeah, I'm gonna listen to this before they fucking ruin it. And uh, well, synthwave is what I mean. Yeah. And lastly is something that I've been listening to for a while. Oh, Bring Me the Horizon. I started. Oh, yeah, listen- yeah. I started listening to. Um, That's the spirit. Hell yeah! Cool. Great album. Awesome. So another thing happened this week. Other than some cool music that we listen to, yeah, um, and again, other than what we're going to talk about, <laughs> Alden and I actually got to, and I can't fucking believe that I'm about to say this, we got to see bands live, live, and that was fucking wowzer. It was great. It was great. I was able to take pictures again, dude. Oh yeah, of not like, and if you follow us on Instagram, stuff. you would have seen the pop up Peter Parker post that we did. <laughs> Um. Okay, so I'll, I'll ask you this question. Please. Um. I've seen online where people are like, kind of iffy about doing DIY shows. Did you or did you not feel safe? I felt pretty safe. I did too. Yeah, and, it, and it's not like you can't step outside and do it. Right. Yeah. Um. The thing about this type of stuff is, and the only thing I'm concerned about especially where we went there was like a restaurant area and then like the show it was pretty space yeah it was pretty space but that's again it's a hard it's like it's not a hardcore show but it's it's a hardcore show yeah and so like guess what not a lot of people are going to be there so like it's going to be pretty space um but 
when people are drinking like out on the floor or whatever mm-hmm. you're gonna take your mat like their masks are off and you're drinking and stuff like that and so that is why i didn't do that personally right yeah i made sure that when i went outside to drink yeah. my things yeah absolutely um so i, 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 I felt pretty i felt pretty safe yeah um there was soap in the bathroom which it, is pretty cool yeah um so yeah i felt i felt pretty safe i was solid in taking photos and yeah. you know staying away from people washing yeah, my definitely. hands and shit like definitely. that like I get I get being definitely being cautious but I think we took the right precautions and go into this yeah uh, and not staying you know too close or like in a bunch like like Hunter and I listened to the second set outside yes uh, and there's three sets we listened to the second set outside yeah. because we were just like too many people at the moment let's go outside. right 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 and it, it was fine it was yeah, fine definitely um, although what were the bands that we saw Oh, weak hearts. Weak hearts were awesome, dude. That was the first live band I had seen in seventeen years. So okay, so those those guys are not really good friends of mine, but yeah. they're pretty good friends of mine. Um, like JW, he and I go way back when I was like working at Hot Topic and like when I got into shows. Um, he surprisingly, I hope, I really hope he's listening to this podcast. But it's I actually, so too. I, I think he would like it. I, I love, I love J Dub. Uh-huh. Um, he's actually one of my favorite people in the entire, like the entire city. Um, J Dub is actually how I found out about my sexuality. I didn't know the label. Oh, okay, gotcha. I didn't know the label, and then J Dub actually came out as Pan. Oh, and I was like. That that right there, right? That right there, yeah. it me, <laughs> it me. Um, so like, J- I I never told him that, but I'm like super thankful for him oh, awesome. to understand which box I was in if I right. needed to be in one. Yeah, um, so but uh, J Dub plays bass, um, and uh, the lead guitarist Zach he asked me to come and take pictures. Yeah. Um, Zach's cool as hell, dude. Um. And he's got this whole like, dude. He came out with a luchador mask. Yeah, like the last song he was wearing a, a lucha mask. <laughs> it was <Yeah>. great. <laughs> I tried. I couldn't recognize which one. Which, which one it was? That was Zach. The guy no, no, that no, came, no. Okay. I mean, which mask it was? Okay. Yeah. But uh, it's green and yellow. They, dude. They, they, they played two new songs. It yeah. was so. It was really good. Man, it was vibing the whole time. It was cool for yeah. sure. And then the the second band, like I've seen before, but I don't, I've seen I don't before. Remember don't remember the name. name. And then kicking, and then kicking, which I personally think who is, played a new song. They did. They did play a new yeah. song. I think that, in my humble opinion, they are the best band and tightest band in uh, in Jackson area. Oh man, uh, I know it's a tough one, but it, it's my, a tough in one. my opinion. That's yours. That's you know. That's how I feel. <laughs> I yeah. do love them. Yeah, they're I do really love them. good. Bobby, and it's like, Bobby and I go back way yes, back. You do. <laughs> JD um, and I go way back. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the um, they're and then uh, Lacey is from Buffalo and like knows the Every Time I Die guys and everything too. Jealous. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean I've met them, but it's not. I mean they're cool. They're oh cool my guys. god, dude! I just they're just like normal. They're they're just they're legit just like normal people. I know. So it's I not just want to hug like, Keith Buckley though. I hear you. Well, do we get into it? Yeah, dude. Okay, yeah. so everything we've been talking about leads up. Chicago, C- Chicago, M, Punk, is back. So this is significant for me. So Alden, before I go into a very very long diatribe about why I love CM Punk, say that word again. Diatribe on why I love CM Punk and why his return is super fucking important to me. I want to know a. 
like two things i want to know first like is there a celebrity that basically like is a huge inspiration for you and like just kind of like you feel like real not not connected to in like a weird way but like no, connected to yeah. and like this person represents who i am and like what how i feel about things and that you feel like yeah like this is like this is like a really important person um for me would be pro- of all people would probably be like Pete Wentz okay um with being like what is the word um first biracial like of course yeah being biracial being in the DIY scene mm-hmm. that's number two um and like not necessarily being bisexual, but like homoerotic, sure. like the tone of it, and like breaking gender barriers yeah. and that kind of shit, um, is all is what like I've always ambiguous. Yeah, like very, very, uh, what was androgynous? Androgynous, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and dude, I like I tiptoed a line at androgyny so frequently already. Like, there's every day I'm like, what can I do to like just be fucking freaky looking yeah. and like I've always appreciated that about Pete Wentz I need you to start wearing mascara I'm not gonna I'm definitely not gonna start wearing mascara Trash. um only because like I want to have better skin and I have terrible skin as it is right um not that I wouldn't for sure okay. like I just I really I really want to get my my face in, in in tame first um dude and like some of my favorite bands came from you know just a, a thought a thought provoked Pete Wentz gave yeah. us gave me some of my sure, best my sure, favorite absolutely. bands. Um, do like he's a Chicago one also, and he's also a Chicago. Yeah, we do we just do we just love Chicago? I I guess so. Okay. Um, dude, like that's interesting. Him giving me like the sweetest person in the world, which is Pete, which is Patrick Stump. Sure. Um, sure. Like, there's just so much that he did, and like I've always appreciated him. And then like not just breaking the gender barrier, but also breaking like the like the race barrier of yeah. like I can I can do what the fuck I want and not mm-hmm. give a fuck what people say and like dude like that just has always resonated with me. That's cool. Always resonated with me. Yeah. So, so um and there's and there's a handful of people that are like that. So like um and I know that we don't talk about this person often on this podcast, yeah. but like Kanye is actually is one of my idols for sure. I, I get mean, it. I get it. Another Chicagoan. <laughs> another Chicagoan. Uh, Chicago, like Kanye has always been a, 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 an idol for me because like of the don't tell me not to do it because I'm definitely going to do it if you yeah, do. Absolutely. Like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm definitely going to do it if you do. And like the and the like the perfectionism of him and making sure that everything is in the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. And I've always been like that. Um, and so like there's a handful of people and not to get too much into it, but a lot of the people that I idolize is probably going to be like of male figures because I do have a complex of that issue, um, which is well also the same. Th- that's true. But also like you are a male. So like you're going to see myself yeah, in and, those people. Yeah. And so like, I'm all, I, I, not only do I see myself as this is something that I am, but this is something that I could potentially be. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and absolutely. so, and that's, and that's how I've always seen it. For so, sure. um, so like there's a handful of people and even, even like, Madison, like yeah, Madison is also like a, that kind of person. Your best for, friend, Madison. Shut up. Okay, I I I kind of do the same thing with him. Where, um, 
some and in certain aspects like i want to be like madison yeah and in some aspects i want to be like hunter yeah and in some aspects i want to be like my friend steven and that's always been the thing for me is because sure. like i can't i can't just pick one because i'm just so all over the place as i get it that is. yeah i get that um the other thing is like i want to say i don't i don't remember if it was me or you that was wearing the like the old school it was me yeah yeah it was me yeah alden one day at work cm punk is how hunter and i became friends well we there's uh, several things but several I was things like, but this was, I was like, like one. Oh wow like I, I haven't seen the shirt like somebody wear this shirt in a long time and it was the the return to uh it was the money in the bank ringer like uh deal you know um and it was the it was the flag with the you know the lightning bolt like the one fist and lightning mm-hmm. bolt and uh i was like oh wow i'm like i have that shirt you know um <laughs> so with you like you're not a huge wrestling fan i'm not i am a huge wrestling fan i, kn- I know um, i know good wrestlers when i see it you do, you do i know it when i see yeah it. so when like how you also said like you really respect CM Punk as a person. Yeah. So like, tell me what you actually know because we haven't really gone into too much. Yeah. So, this, so I've I've seen not any of his matches. Yeah. But like like interviews and shit that he's done. Yeah. Like I've seen that. No, like man, this guy's fucking cool. Yeah. Um. And then I think I watched an interview and he started talking about like his his like favorite bands. Yeah. And like, yeah. yeah. God, man, this cool. This guy's fucking dope as hell. Yeah, definitely. And so Steven is the first is the person that actually introduced me to CM Punk, and that's how I started getting into. That's how I started getting into it. Uh, him, and he was like, "Dude, check out this guy. Check out this guy, CM Punk." He was like, "You remind me so much of him." Oh, that's cool. He was like, "You remind me so much of CM Punk." He was like, "Check out this guy." And so that's how I felt. That's really how I fell in love with him is yeah. because of Steven. And so crazy enough, he actually texted me that night. Oh, that's cool. He texted me that night. He was like, "I don't watch wrestling anymore." He was like, "But I heard that CM Punk's back." Yeah. And I was like, "Dude, I've already changed my Twitter." Yeah, name. yeah, definitely. That's <laughs> I've awesome. already changed my Twitter name. Yeah. Uh, to CM Pop Punk. Um, and. <laughs> I was like, dude, the fucking audacity of him, dude, for CM Punk to just the fucking rumor. Oh, I know. But yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah, we'll get all. We'll get into that in a second. It's just like, dude, this guy moves mountains. He fucking moves mountains. mountains. And and I've always respected that about him. I've and it's and you know, we we rarely see. You know, we have people like. Like like Davy, like Davy Havoc, yeah. and like just a handful of people that are you know drug free. Toby Morris from H two O. Yeah, like yeah. those people are like super DIY punk. Oh. Um, what what what's the word? Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Straight edge. Straight edge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Andy, Andy from Fall Out Boy, sure. the drummer. He's yeah. straight edge. And like, there's it's it's a handful of them. Yeah. Um, and dude, like that's. Yeah, so this is crazy, right? So, like, I would have considered myself straight edge up until I was, like, 19 or 20. Mm-hmm. Um, and Same. Like, yeah, and, yeah. like, I didn't drink, didn't smoke, do anything. Um, and and I'm actually kind of even going closer to that again. Mm-hmm. Like, as I get older, like, where, like, a lot of my peers, like, have started, like, smoking weed, like, regularly and stuff yep. like that. Um, I'm finding myself removing myself from that more. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying I wouldn't do it. But, like, at the same time, like, I don't really drink I don't really all. need it. Yeah. yeah. And it's not like, I don't really like how I am when I'm, like, under the control of a substance, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but 
I've always admired somebody that can and does. Yeah, for and sure. Especially like in the music scene um, with like Davey Havoc and everything, like having worked in like worked for a record label, like and seeing what the industry looks like and like events and stuff. It's all about getting drunk and like, and like do sometimes doing drugs. Um, and like using that as a way to like step into like, mm-hmm. Hey, this, and if you don't like people are like, what's wrong with you? You know? And like when I was a teenager, I didn't want to drink and my friends did. And I just didn't want to. And it wasn't for any reason. I didn't, I didn't just didn't feel the yeah, need I just to. didn't feel like it. <laughs> um, and then like your friends, even like in the outcast, you're the outcast. Right. Um, so like when you have that sort of mindset, when you are like, and especially for somebody like uh, in the music industry or the wrestling business, because like, I don't like if you're not super familiar with the wrestling business, like you take a lot of hits yeah, <laughs> and um, a lot of times painkillers are readily available to you. Right. Um, so if you have this, the strength and presence of mind to like not start doing that mm-hmm. stuff, like I, I respect you, you know, and I respect the decision you made, you know? Yeah. So um, I'm looking at, I'm looking at a case for our yeah, stuff. I, <laughs> I found it. Cool. Um, I've al- I've always respected that, and I've re- I've always respected people that are straight edge. Oh yeah, definitely. And but man, they're fun to make fun of. I <laughs> so I, don't, I don't I don't I don't. And it's not it's not that I'm making fun of. It's yeah. like, hey man, you, uh, you want this beer? You're like, no, nah, I don't want that beer. It's like you're straight edge. What are you straight edge. <laughs> what are you straight? Well, like, what do you think you're better than me? But no, I've I've always I've always respected yeah. people that are straight edge because and, I've at a, at a time I felt like I was. Yeah, and that's uh, the same thing for like vegans too for me. Yeah, because it's like, and I'm moving. more more towards that but like if you have the 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 ability and the strength and and the like to i can do nothing but respect that that's awesome if you live by a moral code or a moral compass like i'm gonna fuck yes yeah which is really awesome um and dude think think about not even just not even just the painkillers but dude just think about the cocaine oh yeah that's probably readily available for him yeah but it's not it's not as prevalent now and it wasn't as like in the 2000s as it was in like the 90s and before but like it became painkillers because like oh yeah well let's just kill this pain um so yeah i want there i want to start getting into the stories here but like when was there anything else you wanted to talk about no that was that was that was basically how i how i got introduced to him it's just like just interviews and stuff. Yeah. So, um, my first experience with CM Punk was in Nashville at uh, a TNA wrestling event. Um, he, it was before, it was when they were doing like right at the beginning when they were doing like weekly pay-per-views and stuff. Yeah. Um, and CM Punk was a completely indie guy, shoulder length, blonde hair, uh, basketball shorts, taped up X's. And, um, there's two things and he had a his Pepsi tattoo, and I was like, when he came by, I was like, Pepsi fucking sucks. And then he was like, he he screamed in my face, and it was like really cool. And I was like, this is awesome. Um, but that was my <laughs> first experience to see him punk. So the cool thing is too is like I know like, and at this time I, I wouldn't have considered myself straight at all. Um, but I know what it is, and like I knew what it was when I was like fourteen. So like. And I knew about that subculture of like punk rock because I was into punk rock and, you know, grew into metal and stuff like that. Yeah. So 
when <laughs> like when I saw that it's like nobody else knew what straight edge was and so like it felt like it's like oh, well, I, I mean, it was I like a, it. it was like a, a joke or like a, yeah like an inside like an inside yeah and it's like so, so I yeah yeah no it's like so I understand this you know because it's like Nashville and like uh, like country people like oh, what the fuck is this he thinks he's better than me because he didn't do drugs and then like <laughs> for, for me I'm like no it's actually pretty cool so I respect this guy um then I started to he was but he was feuding with Raven who was like legitimately like one of my all-time favorite wrestlers who was my favorite like as a teenager Mm -hmm. Um, and that was cool too to see like my favorite wrestler from when I was a teenager like fighting this guy you know yeah um who would become who would would, would become my absolute favorite wrestler yes I didn't know that at the time um then you know I heard about CM Punk and Samoa Joe because like I, I paid attention to to wrestling but I didn't really like go deep into um like tape trading or anything like that yeah. and there wasn't really any way i was going to see like like a ring of honor like pay-per-view in nashville and you know it just was like the internet wasn't there yet um so like i heard about him and then uh i want to say it was like 2000 it was either 2009 or 2010 um like i started working at uh like uh, like a songwriters organization that was in the same building that mm-hmm. like TNA and now impact wrestling. Uh, they were on the same floor as us. So it was just pretty cool. And then, so like around that time I started watching wrestling again and I would watch WWE and I would watch, uh, impact because our TNA, I guess like, I don't know where impact came from. Um, so I would watch that and CM Punk, I wasn't watching SmackDown. I was only watching raw and like the Miz was there and it was like around that time and CM Punk was on commentary and I, so I was gotten gotten back into wrestling and like there was some I forgot what was going on but CM Punk had an injury and he got put on to uh to like, I remember this yeah he was actually. doing commentary so I was I started watching and I was like this guy's really good like I like this, this is cool like I didn't know about this and then there was a part where I think John Cena like threw somebody into the table like the announce table and i know exactly what you're talking about like his 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 pepsi falls over his like diet pepsi and he's like john you knocked over my diet pepsi (laughs) and then so like john cena goes and picks it up and like puts it back on the table and hands it to him and then cm punk just throws it away (laughs) and i was like that's so freaking brilliant and so everything kind of led to stuff and like what cm punk would say like i'm like you know i kind of agree with this guy um like uh, I I got the the inside references he was making, like I got the like kind of commentary that he was telling because like that's the story I want to hear. Right. Um. This is this guy is talking to me in a way that I want to be talked to, and then like he started to develop a storyline against I I is either I think it was against Randy Orton or John Cena or something during this part, right? Yeah. And like he was like the way that these people are tre- being treated is completely unfair and it's like he's on the side of the bad guys and i was like you know what They're, he's kind of right like that i mean you're like the way the villains are supposed to work is like you're supposed to see like truth in it yeah but like i kind of agree completely with him um and so that kind of that led into a whole bunch of stuff and he was getting more and more burned out but he was doing this really cool thing and started had let like he started to have a uh, like it was the new Nexus when he took over the new Nexus and he was using this fire by Killswitch and Engage. And I was like, I know Killswitch. Like I've seen them like three times yeah. and like, I've met all the guys in Killswitch. So like, this is really cool. Um, Cause it's another like connection that I, that I have mm-hmm. with this. Right. Um, and then 
he did the pipe bomb promo, which is when I think John Cena and R Truth were in the uh, like in the ring, and I think I had recently gotten fired from like the job that I was working. Yeah, and I was like really bitter about how you know like the it feels like everything that I hold in in my in value, like everything that I care about, is not enough. And it feels like I've worked like this whole time my way and done it the way that I believe because like this is the way that I feel about this stuff, right? Right. Um, and that goes back to me As when you I was in, yeah. And that goes back to me in like the sixth grade, like when I was in, uh, we were doing like a test. It was like a world history test or something, and uh, the teacher left the room for like an extended period of time, and then like everybody started to cheat and I went to like I went to like a prep school I went to a private school and like the painting of kids like us or kids there not me but the kids there (laughs) were like gifted um talented good kids that don't do anything wrong Mm -hmm. and then like immediately it's like the chance they get to cheat, they cheat, 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 help each other out in, in ways that is like in a really dishonest manner. Yeah. Um, and I like the way that I always looked at stuff was like, I'm going to if if there's two things about me, I'm going to be fucking honest and I'm going to be myself. And that's it. You know, um, I'm not going to lie to you about anything that I do. I'm not going to act like what I do is better than anybody else because like, fuck it. No, like, but I'm me. Like, I'm always going to be me. Nobody ever is going to change who I am. And if I stick by my moral code and if I stick to what I believe in, then nobody can take that away. Right. Like that is the way that you should be. And there's no bones about it. Right. Cause like, that's the, like you're true to yourself and you'll succeed. That's what like I feel deep down and I feel like those people that are honest with themselves and honest to like about who they are and care and are really passionate about what they're doing is at the end of the day, those are the people that are going to be like at the end, like when they're like on their deathbed, I don't have regrets. I don't feel guilty for anything that I've done. Um, all that. And I'm not saying that I'm the best person, right? you know? Um, and I'm not saying that I don't make mistakes, but I will stand by every mistake that I've made and I'll stand by everything that I have that, that I've done, uh, because I can, uh, because it wasn't done as a result of somebody else. It like, wasn't malicious. It wasn't malicious. It wasn't, um, influenced by anyone. Yeah. This is me and this is always going to be me. Uh, so like when they cheated, even if I didn't know the, even if I did know the answer, I changed my, what the answer was. Um, and I, and I, I put just because they cheated, I'm, ch- I'm going to fail this test because that's the point because I'm not going to win because somebody else is doing something wrong. Right. You're never going to do that. Um, so this, the, the pipe, uh, the pipe bomb promo. First, I'd like, to say, I'd like to say that's pretty fucking poetic, dude. Yeah. It's yeah. very poetic. And that's the thing. That's what CM Punk represents to me. Yeah. And CM Punk 2011 goes out on raw it was like las vegas um there, there was a match between r-truth and john cena uh they fight cm punk comes out kicks him in the head puts lays him out against the like against the ring the like the like the turnbuckles takes a microphone goes up to the the uh the stage 
sits down and like like uh crosses his legs and sits down and he's like this place is bullshit <laughs> and he is like the like the WWE is trash. I'm like I can't like go look up CM Punk pipe bong and you'll and you'll see it because I don't yeah. have the the presence or the eloquency to do it the way he did. Um, but he basically goes in and lists out. He's like I don't hate you, John. Like uh, I I don't hate you at all. Like in fact I like you and I like you a whole lot more than like most of the guys in the back. But what I do hate is that is this idea that you're better than me, uh, or that you're the best because you're not the best, John. I'm the best on this, like in that ring on this microphone, even in commentary, no one can touch me. And I'm like, this motherfucker spitting. <laughs> like, I'm like, shit. I, yes. And it's cause like the commentary thing is what sold me on him. Cause like I hadn't been watching wrestling before that. Yeah. And so I was like, yeah, no, he's fucking great. And then in the ring, like he's good. And then what he represents and what he's saying you're like holy shit but then he goes in and talks about like how uh the wwe is set up to be bullshit and it's like the only reason the people that are like at the top of the fucking uh the card is because they're ass kissers and it's like no matter what i do i can work my ass off and i can do everything the right way and go through like all the shit that i've gone through yeah and like it's not gonna matter what matters is like what the boss thinks of you because of like basically you being a kiss ass yeah. and it's like that's the experience that I've always had and it's like that's the experience that I'm sure that you've always had. always I think that's the experience with like most people it's like you can work your ass off but unless you change unless you sell out or unless you say like I'm gonna change who I am so that not. I can succeed like that's it and but like this motherfucker is on the stage saying I'm not going to change who I am for this place. I'm not going to. So I'm going to leave. I'm going to quit in three weeks. We're going to have a match and that's it. And it's like, and I'm going to win because I'm better than you. And then I'm going to leave and go do something else because fuck you. Right. And so like, there's parts of that, that obviously you're like, Hey, this is a storyline, but then other parts are like, no, that's actually, that's actually fucking real truth. That's real. Um, so that they probably story, fought really hard for that to be the narrative. No, what's funny is, is that they actually just gave him a micro. They was like, Hey, so like, we want you to, we know you're leaving. Go ahead and air your grievances. Um, and so like, and like, it's like, we'll cut the mic whenever we just feel like it. Um, or if like goes too far. And they, he, he says, um, about Vince McMahon that he's, uh, you know, he's like, here's some, here's something crazy about Vince McMahon. You know, we have this like bullying, anti-bullying campaign. Well, let me tell you this story. And then like it cuts off <laughs> in the middle of it because like that is something they're doing. But like WWE's whole fucking locker room and everything is built off bullying. Yeah. And so like how hypocritical is it that these motherfuckers have this be a star campaign where it's like anti-bullying? Like I believe in anti-bullying. I don't think that like bullying is bullshit. Like I dealt with that. I uh, witnessed it happen to people and ruined it ruined them. So like I I fully agree, but how hypocritical is it that this fucking company is doing this? Yeah, for sure. And then knowing the history of WWE and this is just going to get into real weird wrestling talk but like um the whole way that WWE got built as a company was off bullying so what they did was uh they were the New York territory it was the mm -hmm. WWF and they went through all the NWA territories and like bought up all the time like 
signed the, all the talent from the place and was like, hey, like, you ain't really got talent. Do you just want to join us? And, like, we can, like, take over and do this. And then the only ones that were left were, like, was Jim Cro- Cro- Crockett Promotions, which became WCW mm-hmm. and got owned by Ted Turner. And I loved WCW. Like, that is what I grew up on. That is what, like, I loved. And then when Vince McMahon bought WCW in, like, 2001, I was fucking furious and it was like two days after my birthday and I was immediate like I always will hate this company for taking away (laughs) something I love I no matter what like I'm gonna fine but there's never gonna be anything that's really gonna change my mind and then you know all this stuff so I sort of watched WWE but like then it was like this is fucking sucks because it's like not the type of shit that I like right and then I so I gave up for a very long time and it was when like Randy Orton got huge and when Triple H was like doing everything yeah and I was like this just fucking sucks and I don't like it and then when I started watching again because like, I'm working next to this wrestling company so like might as well start watching watching wrestling and then they're CM Punk and I'm like that's the motherfucker that I love and then Daniel Bryan comes along and I'm like these dudes are fucking great and I want to see them all the time and then at every corner they were fucking cut off um so uh that kind of leads into it so everything that cm punk did he signed an extension that night uh to go for another three years and then uh it was two it was it was seven years ago so it would have been 2014 Mm -hmm. i think yeah 2014 um he did the royal rumble and like i've become a huge cm punk fan so like i knew what 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 move he hated taking the most you know and it was uh kane's choke slam and the last move that he took in the royal rumble was kane giving him a choke slam like through an announce table and it laid him out and then he was like he had suffered a concussion during that match like going through a whole bunch of shit and uh the next day he was like i'm i'm going home like I'm not doing this anymore and I'm going to leave and that's 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 what I'm going to do and uh so he did and I was like fuck <laughs> cuz like that that story broke and then I think I was I was writing a lot at the time and I think you can still go to like a blog that I had called hunterlives.wordpress.com or something uh-huh. and I wrote this huge fucking thing about CM Punk and I was like this is why this motherfucker means a lot to me um and a lot of this is in there uh but like this guy means a lot but at the end of the day like i want this guy to be okay and want him to be happy if he's not happy doing this then he shouldn't do it um so that basically so this was again i had worked at but in in this time period um i had worked at the the songwriters organization and then gotten fired and then worked at um uh like a record label and gotten fired and then i had to work at walmart uh like doing overnights it was the worst time of my life yeah Um, for sure yeah and then my mom had gotten sick and we had to like we moved to 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 mississippi it was all this like i think that was around the same time i think it was probably like 2014 2015 Mm -hmm. so cm punk leaving and then all this happening i'm like and it dawned on me recently that i looked at him leaving as the system had won you know and that there's no point in fighting because like ultimately like you can live by your code you can do whatever but 
it's not going to matter and you're not going to like, because the, the world is so fucking shitty and so bad yeah. that it's, it's very dark. It's going to beat you yeah. and it's going to beat you into submission and there's no one that can get out of it. Like there's just not. Cause like if CM Punk, like, cause I'm like le- legitimately like if CM Punk, the guy that like went through, uh, like having his skull fractured in a match when he was on the independent scene and then not taking drugs, to, to get through it and just like isolating himself until he came out of it. Yeah. Um, the guy that went through, uh, all of this stuff built, basically built a company that he loved and was super passionate about that, like trained people and gave them like the same kind of hopes and dreams that he had. Uh, the guy that went to like, you know, like there wasn't anything else to do. So you go to the next step, which is like the biggest company in the world and you make it from, the bottom where they didn't want to put you on television. Like they signed you because you had hype. They didn't want to put you on television. And then you get the right backing to have somebody like speak for you and say like, no, this motherfucker is awesome. Like you got to do something with him to have the company not trust that person and say like, well, we'll, we'll put, let him put him. Well, we'll put him on your show, but like he's never going to do anything else. And then to basically work your ass off and prove that like you can go past that, and then to essentially like change everything and like build all of this stuff and be super DIY and do everything on your own, and then like beat through every bit of barrier that's in front of you to ultimately just get fucked. And then it's like you know I can't fight anymore. You know, and it's like yeah. at that point for me, like I was like, I can't fight anymore. I've gone through like so many of these jobs, like I've done it my way and I've, I've, I've worked hard, but it doesn't matter because like I'm not what they want. Yeah. And if I'm not what they want, there's nothing I can do about that. But along that same time, and this is one of the reasons why I love the Young Bucks so much too. Uh, he inspires these other fucking kids that are wrestlers. And it's like, well, I mean, like, we can do it like CM Punk did it. Like we can, we can just work hard and just be satisfied with what we do. I mean, if we make money, like that's all we need. Yeah. So like those dudes were like, are even more DIY than CM Punk is for sure. And absolutely. Yeah. But like they, but they also got shit on because around that same time, like they went to, they were at, they were in TNA and, uh, went to do a tryout at WWE and like, didn't shake somebody's hand and somebody they were like oh well fuck these kids they think they're better than everybody because like what they're like little shits like they look like 14 year olds like get out of here um and they got buried and they were like that i read their book um they were basically like well (laughs) we can do one of two things we can give up or we can just embrace the fact that everybody fucking hates us so let's just be the best slash worst like versions of ourselves <laughs> and just be like millennial assholes that post everything on Twitter and like merchandise everything. So anything that like somebody like, I think that it was like, um, we've talked about these. Yeah. And it's like, they put like crazy amounts of shirts out and they put like uh, a shirt that like, that would said like, doesn't shake hands or like <laughs> just took everything. And we're just like, no. And they were, they, they would do shit like, asshole stuff like doing like 
uh, the 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 finisher of the people that talk shit about him and like <laughs> all this stuff. And it was fucking awesome. And so like, uh, but they were also like the same kind of code, you yeah. know, that like I have and the CM Punk had. And ultimately that led them to build their own fucking company. And that has in two years become the biggest competition that WWE has had since WCW. And it's like, nah, motherfuckers at the end of the day, y'all don't fucking win because we're not going to let you win because there's a bunch of us that are like-minded that are like, Hey man, uh-uh. we can't fuck with this. Anymore. We can't. So during, cause it's like, we're not going to do that because we actually love pro wrestling. We don't love sports entertainment. We love pro wrestling. That's what we want. And the only game in town for the longest time was these motherfuckers, but that these motherfuckers, got those people that love pro wrestling because they were the only option and destroyed them and broke their spirits and said like, you know, all this, but there's another option now. And what is so impactful for me. And there's like, there was like rumors the whole time that, uh, you know, could CM Punk be coming back to wrestling? Like, is that a real thing? And I refuse to believe it. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not going to believe it until they put him on. But they they made a couple of references, and I swear to you, if he does not show up, I'm never watching wrestling again. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I really love this shit, but like, if he does not show up, I am not watching. And then I was sitting there Friday, and I was like, this is the day. And I had watched the CM Punk documentaries and like reminded myself about all the bullshit that he went through and all of that. Watched all the matches. One of the funny things was he was not an athletically gifted kid. <laughs> he wasn't. And he's he's not. Uh, so he had to work like twice as hard to do something simple. Yeah. But he wanted to do it and he did it his way and he stuck to his guns. And ultimately Friday night, 9 PM on Friday, over a million people watch this shit. When you watch and you hear this whole huge fucking arena of like 20,000 or more people. And they just like, everyone's like, what's going on? And it's like, Everybody start chanting CM Punk, and you're like, if they don't, if they don't have him come out at the beginning, <laughs> this whole fucking night's gonna be just trash because like everybody's gonna be like crazy the whole time. But then you hear like the screen flashes up, and you see like some fists with some lightning bolts on, a, or like holding on some lightning bolts with some X's on the fist, and then it's like, you know, and it's like cult of personality about living color hits, and everybody's just like. And I'm like, oh, fucking shit. Like, I started crying. And the reason I started crying is because, and I might do it again, they didn't win. No. They didn't fucking win. So what this means is that, like, every fucking piece of shit that I've gone through, the fact that I've still kept going, and everything that I went through, and everything that I had to deal with, and all everything this motherfucker had to deal with, he came back. And he's on the fucking top. And like the shirt that he released was like the set the record in 72 hours for like the co the whole company's like entire existence since like 2011. And like the only thing that had like you remember how big the Bullet Club shirts were. Yeah. This outsold in within seven years of Bullet Club shirts. That shirt that has been there the whole time. This outsold that in 72 hours because if you stick by your guns and if you're fucking honest to yourself and if you do everything the right way 
And if you, if you power through, it's not over. It's never going to be over until you say it is. And no one can destroy you. No one can make you succeed other than yourself. You don't have to fucking do what everybody else does. You don't have to, uh, kiss ass. You don't have to, you know, become somebody you're not to be the best and to be what is the best and what is right because he did it and he came back like nothing beat him. It seemed like he did, but like sometimes you just need some time and sometimes you need to get away from the thing that you love. And then it, there's always there's if it's what's right, it'll blossom. And then if it's what's good and you are good and you are honest, you create that space for yourself because it doesn't belong to anybody else. The yeah. fucking hold on, I'm going to move this microphone. It's going to make a noise. At the end of the day, your life is yours. Your life belongs to no one else. And you are the one that decides what you do. Nobody else does because fuck them. Fuck everything else. Fuck the entire world. If you're not doing what's right for you and if you're not like, that's where it's bad. Yeah. And that's the only thing that makes life bad is you not being true to who you are. That's the only thing that can destroy you. They can't destroy you. The fucking system can't destroy you. Your fucking boss can't destroy you. Your broken relationships can't destroy you. Your dead relatives can't destroy you. Uh, your fucking shitty relatives that pe- that talk shit about you. They can't destroy you. They don't have any control over you. Nobody has any control over you other than you. And when I said I'm thankful for myself this morning, I fucking mean it because that's what I mean. Yeah. I'm thankful that I have the capacity to get through this. I'm thankful that I have the willpower to get through this. I'm thankful that I have the ability to not let every other piece of shit that has happened in my life destroy me because it can't, but you have to let it. And if you don't let it, and if you stay strong to who you are and you stick by your own fucking moral compass and you say, this is what's right. I know that this is what's right and nothing is going to fucking stop you. Not a goddamn thing on the fucking planet will stop you unless you let it. So don't fucking let it. <laughs> and that is what CM Punk means to me. It's not just a fucking wrestler. Like <laughs> that's the last part of it. Yeah. I fucking like his matches, but like, holy fuck literally everything else he's done he does this is me yeah like and at that time i thought that i lost but i'm not gonna fucking lose you're not gonna fucking lose all then none of these other motherfuckers that listen to this podcast are gonna lose unless they fucking let everything so just don't let it and you can get through it and you can get what you want out of life you just have to be true to yourself god damn And that's why I fucking I may, cried. I may or may not have teared up like twice. Just, I did too. Just talking about this. I did too. Because <laughs> it's fucking reality. And that's the thing. This is fucking reality. This is fucking... It's not, it's not goddamn fucking sports entertainment. This is fucking real shit that's so much deeper than a fucking suplex. You know? And I won't let anybody talk shit about CM Punk. And I won't let anybody... It's like, who cares? B- motherfucker, I care. 
I fucking care. And this is why I care. And if you don't get that, then fuck off. For that, for, from now until eternity, if you don't respect me, and if you don't respect the way that I feel about it, you fuck off. I don't want anything to do with you. And you should expect the same thing out of me. If I don't, if you care about something deeply, and I'm a fucking dick about it, fuck me. You know, like fuck everyone. Like do it for you. And if any no, ain't nobody gonna fucking step in your life and fuck shit up, because I'm a. I'm not going to let it. And you're not going to let it. God damn it. All right. So. I'm graceful. Graceful in the way that you failed. How do you think he felt? I think he felt the same. I I think he felt the same. Dude, just thinking. Because when he went out there and he fucking saw everybody. Because like the thing too, if you're that person, if you're that inspiration. Yeah. And you take yourself away from it. Yeah. And you don't realize you don't re- yeah how mu- how important you are. And I watched some interviews with him like recently, and he was like, "I don't think people really care that much." And it's like, "I don't want to like I don't think I just don't think it'll matter." And then he comes back, mil- like not a million, but a lot of people, and then crying and being fucking overjoyed. And that that moment where he just, sits on the ramp and he's just like, "Shit." See, I don't even I don't even like this. That's, <laughs> I'm just thinking about. I haven't even watched it. Oh, oh, dude, it's the best. I thing. haven't even watched it's the best it. thing. Watch it every morning. I haven't. I haven't even watched it. I've got an interview tomorrow, and I'm watching. It but I thought about. I thought about what it would feel like to after all of the shit that I've been through. Oh yeah. And to see, to walk to walk down this to to walk down this road, to walk that aisle to walk down this road that is full of darkness. Yeah. And open a door where everybody fucking. Everyone is fucking there. Yeah. yeah. And all I can do is just stand there and just. Holy shit. Yeah. Dude. I know. And that's, that's fucking dope. I know. And honestly, that's how I feel. Like, I feel like if you do stick to your guns and if you've true to who you are and you don't go down, if you don't let the fucking world ruin you, that's what's waiting for you. That's fucking dope, dude. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. And I can only think about how that would feel for me. Yeah. Is that I would just, I would stand there. Yeah. Or I would just have to sit wherever I stand, wherever I fucking stand and realize what's happening in that moment. Like there's, there's no more moving. I just have to stand there and embrace it. Honestly, that's exactly what happens. That's exactly what happens because he goes down for his little pose thing, and then he looks around and he, and he hears can't. everything. He can't. And he doesn't do it. He just he sits can't. there and he's like, "Fuck," <laughs> you know. It's awesome. It's awesome. Like you have to watch it. Like, uh, like your brother Boy Racer has watched it like a billion times. Like I've watched it several times. That's fucking dope, yeah. dude. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't want to say any of this to you beforehand. <laughs> um because I, I knew we were going to be recording this podcast. So like when I said to you earlier today, Hey, mm-hmm. do you want to get this tattoo with me? Yeah. Like that's why. Yeah. It's not because of anything else. So like when I was like, dude, don't even, don't even like, <laughs> I know you, I know you like CM Punk. You think it's cool, but like, I know you're not like a huge fan and it's like, I don't know if I would want to put like any like thing from him. Like, I don't know if I like him that much, but like, I'm like, no, 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 no. Like this will be like a friendship tattoo. Yeah. This will be my very first tattoo and it'll be in somewhere that I can see it 
because this will be the reminder for me that all the bullshit, all the everything that we've been through, everything that we've done, everything that we've had happen to us, fuck it. Because we can get through it. Because this motherfucker got through it. Yeah. Um, so when I like, and I'm going to say this to anybody that feels this way and is a listener of this podcast and like we talk to and anything like that. And I, I say to Boy Racer, I say to Gina, I say to anybody else that's listening to this, uh, the idea here, and it wouldn't be bad for four because <laughs> I think there's four stars on Just the four, five stars, five stars, it's five stars. So, like, hey, maybe five of us that are real, real close. Maybe we all get the fucking one star from the the CM Punk logo. If you've ever felt that way, if you feel like connected to us and you feel like you you've about dealt with some shit, get it with us. This like small tattoo, uh, one star they from can't the flag. See your hand. I know, but it's a small <laughs> tattoo. Um, just like the colors being like the red star, black outline, white outline, or however yeah. you feel. Put it wherever you want, but honestly. Like that, if you feel that way, fuck anything else. Like if, even if you don't like Sam Punk that much, but you, you know, you can respect him. Um, just like, let us know if that's something you want to do. And if you do do it, like that's that, this is, and I'm serious. Like I thought I was never going to get a tattoo, but like, honestly, I, I watched that documentary. He was like, I feel bad for people that don't get tattoos because like they don't, that means that they don't have. Like they don't care about as, as <laughs> like things the way that I care about things. And I'm like, well, I'm gonna tell you what. I care a lot about this. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I mean, if that that's one thing that's never going to go away for me. Yeah. So, there you go. I'm down. Let's cool. do it. We're going to do it. Let's do it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think it's five. I think it's five, though. Yeah. Let me see. So, join us. I thought it was four from his logo. No, I think it's five. Let me see. Because he's got the two. Yeah. Mm, find out. I've got to pull it oh, up. Oh, you know what? It might be four. Because yeah. the, the fist yeah so dude join us join us with us all right cool so that's pretty much like all i have to say about cm punk and yes, it's four and then the fist in the middle fist in the middle yeah um yeah y'all down i'm down cool i'm definitely down cool and especially after that um so yeah that's pretty much all that i have for it i mean like you you heard me <laughs> you heard me it. you heard me you know what i said i've said what i meant all then Yes, sir. Where can they find us on the internet? Oh, also, um, for we we have not talked about it, but we have. We what? need to. What? I mean, the day has passed. Um, we have postponed. Yeah, it's not post Maloned, but postponed. It is postponed. It is not canceled. Um, refunds have been issued um, through Disco Dog. Mm-hmm. Um, they have been issued. Uh, we are looking to still do it. Yeah. It's definitely something that we want to do. Absolutely. It is just postponed for the moment because we want people to stay safe. Yes, of course. Um, and we knew that this was not going to be like the typical DIY thing where it could be, you know, eight to maybe 15 people in a room. Like we knew it wasn't going to be that. Yeah. Um, so we thought it would be best mm-hmm. to postpone it. Yeah. Um, we don't know when we're looking at it, but it just follow us. Yeah, just follow us on social media. And we'll tell you. And we'll tell you. Yeah, um, we'll keep you updated. Shout out to Disco Dog for uh, setting it up. Yeah, um, still a thing that we want to do. Absolutely. Um, the, uh, the 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 um giveaways. Uh, 
uh, costume contests or all dress contests. All that's real. still in, in effect. It's just we yep. just have not. We just don't have it yet. Uh, haven't done it yet. Yeah. Um. You can find us, us in a handful of places. Yeah. First off, follow us on Twitter. Yeah. At Dead Scene Kids. At Hunter Camp. At Hunter Camp. Uh. At Alden's Manor. Yeah. Those are on Twitter. On Instagram. Uh. You can follow us at Dead Scene Kids. Yeah. Uh. At uh, I, I am, am Hunter, Hunter Camp. Camp. Um, and myself is, I have two. I have Alden's Manor and I have Alden Kirkland, which yeah. is my photography page, which will be updated very soon. Hell yeah. Um, so, uh, I'm glad that you guys, if you if you made it this far, dog, like, this is a pretty fucking deep episode. Oh, yeah. Um, but keep going, too. Keep fucking going, dude. Yeah, that's the end um, of the day. That's what you know, um, fuckboy racer. Uh-huh. Um, oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> Dead scene kids, fuckboy racer. No. Nope. Cat nope. keyboard. Dead scene kids, cat, cat keyboard, fuckboy fuck racer. Wolfgang kill them all. Wolfgang kill them all. <laughs> okay. Well, this is the time of the episode. And all then, we, since we swapped this swap, swap this up. This swap. Yeah. The, the person now reading the Twitter post is me because the, the beginning of the episode versus the end of the episode. We know. Uh, this one is going to be from... Oh, it's, we read a random tweet. That's what I do. Yeah. And this one is going to be from... Let's see. Jamal. Nope. It was almost Jamal. No, it wasn't. I don't know who it is. This is from actually Retromania Wrestling. Uh, 30 years ago today, the Super Nintendo was released in North America... What was your favorite wrestling game for hashtag SNES? SNES. That's, that's what the fucking podcast does. It sure is. Chicago. Look in my eyes. What do you see? It's a city that's inside it. It's a city that's inviting it. It's a lake they call it Michigan. I think I'm really fitting that the city is my perfect cup of tea. Chicago. Love your hate. Chicago. Your Chicago. faith lost. Chicago. You are now one of us. Dan Eisen is promoted your thing called Dead Scene Kids now. Watch this. Listen to this. It's a podcast you listen with your ears or some sort.